Hello everyone and welcome to episode one of Office Hours with Lex. I've always wanted to start a podcast, um, but I kind of let my nerves get the best of me and talk me out of it. Um, I'm a little bit more introverted, so the idea of me, I guess, putting out content, and I'm also a little shy too, so the idea of me putting out content possibly thousands or you know whoever listens and I not know or see them it's kind of like a little nerve-wracking but I'm trying to step out of my comfort zone the whole point of me creating a podcast would be to create a safe space for women and men um, to discuss aspects of culture so I want to be able to talk about books movies shows, even those petty twitter topics that I love to laugh about with my friends so for this first episode, I wanted to start things off by discussing the things that I learned about reading the book Beloved. Some people say Beloved, but I've always I've always heard people call it Beloved. Beloved is a book by Toni Morrison. It is one of those more um, traumatic stories. It does take place during the era of slavery, um, a little bit after. So I just want to provide a trigger warning to those who are listening, as well as a spoiler alert, because I will be going over certain parts of the book and I may reveal parts of the story to you all. So just keep that in mind. There are some traumatic events in the book as well. The points that I want to go over, they they tend to not uh, rely on those events in the book. But if you decide to pick up the book and read it on your own, I just wanted you to know you know and be warned beforehand and not caught off guard so like I said before Beloved was written by Toni Morrison um it is about Setha who was enslaved at a plantation called Sweet Home she escaped to Cleveland Ohio um she sent her sons and her pretty much she sent her sons ahead of her to her mother-in-law um who is Baby Suggs. When she finally gets up there, um, one of the slave owners from the plantation followed her up there, and unfortunately, she killed her unborn child, who the book is named after, Beloved. While she's living in the home, um, a lot there's a turn of events, basically. So, like, her mother-in-law gets really, really dep- depressed, and she ends up passing away. And then the home that her and her other daughter, Denver, lives in becomes very, very haunted, or it is haunted. And it's haunted by the spirit of Beloved. So when I read this book, I also wanted to kind of paint the picture of where I was in terms of, like, my life. So I read this book, I want to say February. I started it in February. I didn't finish it until May. I work in education. This was literally like schools were starting to have in-person school. So it was just a lot going on. It was a huge change. It was a a stressful, stressful time. I also struggled with prioritizing myself and self-care. And I was also in my first year of therapy. So in a way, this book kind of spoke to me, mainly on a different perspective. 
with the points that I share, it may not speak to the original themes from the book, but just things and lessons that I was able to pick up and kind of like reflect on within myself. Okay. So with that being said, I do have a list of points. I may jump around with them, (laughs) but we'll go ahead and get started. So the first point is being able to speak about one's trauma or dehumanizing experiences is a way to reclaim one's humanity. So like I said before, with Beloved, again, there are a lot of traumatic events. So Setha as a character, I don't want to say she was disturbed, but these are things that even her, Paul D, they carried around essentially a lot of trauma they were enslaved once upon a time and I feel like any story that was based during that era was just a violent time whether the story was fictional or not you you can expect the characters or the people from that time period to you know carry and hold a lot of trauma within their body and what a lot of people I feel like don't understand is that and I guess now with therapy becoming more popular people are becoming more aware of mental health we can definitely see how trauma can hold us captive but there was a time when people weren't as open about seeing therapists and things of that nature and so they were essentially you know imprisoning themselves by their own experiences the next point was the past can keep us captive until we confront it so again these those first two points kind of go hand in hand and again when I read the book I was starting my therapy journey I was in quarantine not really you know knowing the future of my job it was a lot of change in a short period of time so I just did not know what was going on but therapy helped me cope I think if had I had not been in therapy during this time period I probably would have struggled more than I did but in the midst of that I was like Auntie Maxine reclaiming my time and taking parts of my life back and with you being able to talk about those traumatic experiences in your life that is you essentially taking parts of your life back and it's important to not be so stuck in the past to the point where you know it prevents you from moving forward like yes you know me and the therapist we talked and I don't see the therapist anymore, but we talked and she would say, you know, use your past as a guide. And that is very, very true. But you should not use your past to the point where it hinders you from moving forward. So little Deshaun breaking your heart in second grade should not be the reason why you cannot move forward and have a happy relationship at the age of 30, you know. And again, I know that's a very lighthearted example compared to the events in the book, but it still holds true. The next point that I wanted to talk about was freedom was being able to love anything you chose without having to ask for permission. So going back to where I was at this particular point in time, I had been living on my own now for maybe about two or three years. And just the idea of being free and relying on myself, (laughs) that was still novel to me. But even now, like a year later, so a lot of these points were notes that I took when I was reading the book a year ago. 
but when I read this I immediately thought about that quote by Asada Shakur and she was saying freedom you asking me about freedom I'll be honest with you I know a whole lot more about what freedom isn't than what it is because I've never been free I can only share my vision with you the future about what freedom is and so being an adult and actually living life on my own terms not having to ask for permission about things you know being able to just get up and leave and not have to say hey I'm going to so and so real quick like um, like I said it has been a couple of years it's still novel it's still different and even you know coming into my own as a woman a lot I feel like a lot of growth happened that year <laughs> And so when I think about where I was then, like, I really felt like an adult then at that point. And so thinking about the book, you know, I know like the concept of freedom and the aspect of freedom that Setha and Denver and Paul Deacon and all them, like the concept of freedom for them is totally different than the concept of freedom for me. Cause like I said, how, how I interpret the book and the things that I pulled away the lessons that I pull out the book may not be based on the original things, but I know, like I said, that concept of freedom is totally, totally different. You know, living in bondage, like, that's just a different type of restriction, you know, than growing up and just coming into your own. So imagine you growing up in bondage, coming to your own in bondage, and like, so great it's such a dark time period that I could see why people avoid it and the movie and so um, I'm not saying I'm reluctant to talk about the book (laughs) because obviously I'm making a whole podcast episode about it but it's just like you know talking about certain things like I said some of the events in the book are extremely traumatic and so while I do think it's a good text to read I I definitely think you need to read it on your own terms. (laughs) So with that being said, we're going to move on. My next topic is I should always listen to my body and love it. So with this particular thing, I'm going to be just very transparent. I have anxiety. And with me personally, my anxiety tends to manifest in a very physical way. Um, I tend to like, you know, tap my foot or, you know, play with my nails or, you know, bite my nails or I tend to have this look or, you know, I, to some, I may look annoyed or unpleasant and it tends to turn people off. Like people come up to me all the time and they think I'm upset and I'm like, the whole time I'm just trying to prevent a panic attack or it's just too much stimulation going on and I just need a break. You know, and a lot of people, for some odd reason, they don't understand that. Like, the amount of times that people come up to me and say, oh, well, you know, I just thought you were upset or I thought you were in a bad mood. Like, a lot of times people don't know how to read me because of that. And there was a time where that used to bother me. But now I'm just like, I feel like people need to not be so caught up in themselves that these little quirks about other people just, you know, I don't want to say make them feel insecure but it's just like why do I have to be angry like I'm literally just sitting here breathing and you just automatically think I'm angry because I'm not skinning and grinning like you are you know but 
either way, going back to the topic at hand, with my anxiety, like I said, it tends to manifest physically a lot. And so I say that to say, like, growing up, I probably had anxiety a lot longer than I knew. But because, you know, the family, you know, mental health wasn't something that was always normalized or at least like getting help and stuff like that. So I I overlooked it and I probably overlooked all my anxiety triggers and stuff like that prior to therapy. And so, again, loving your body, listening to your body, listening to the cues that it gives you and also loving your body. Going back to the book. Set the, set the of it happened right her spirit if you okay so Beloved is also a movie so if you've seen Beloved Dandy Newton's character that's Beloved that's her spirit kind of in human form like a ghost almost right and so she could not let Beloved go because like I said they always believed that she was haunting the house and in a sense that almost drove her crazy like when the man came at the end of the book to take Denver to work she thought that was the school teacher um, or the man that they called school teacher from the Sweet Home Plantation back down south she was literally that gone you know so yeah we just have to make sure that we're prioritizing ourselves and even skipping around my list going to because that that particular point ties into like my last point which is honestly my favorite part of the book at the end of the book you know um Setha she's kind of like at home I don't want to say sickly but maybe she's like uh, exhausted in, in a state of exhaustion almost in the movie she's like laid up in bed so that's why where I get sickly from but she was telling Paul D that beloved was her everything and Paul D said that the first not beloved not your your everything. She said beloved was her best name. And so Paul D says, Oh Setha, you're your best name. And so moving forward, we just have to make sure that, you know, we are prioritizing ourselves and just not being so locked in on what we can do for the world. I know I tell my friends a lot jokingly <laughs> that I am not every woman it is not all in me and while I am proud of the things that I've accomplished so far and I am proud of all that I've done in such well I don't want to say a short time I'm not that young but I've also have a life a lot of life ahead of me as well but you know I'm I'm proud of myself but at the same time like I I realize that in the midst of me working so hard and just being so strong there are some days where I don't want to do that right there are some days where I want to relax where I want to be soft where I don't want to always take the initiative and go the extra mile and honestly that's okay you know going back to that um topic about freedom sometimes having freedom means choosing to not do anything as opposed to choosing to do everything or having the ability to do any and everything Sometimes freedom is having the ability to do nothing. And, you know, I want that too. (laughs) My last point that I want to discuss, and I went back and forth about talking about this. I actually recorded.
recorded this podcast or this episode rather um, a few days ago just to kind of get the hang of things and I didn't talk about this point right but I think I'm gonna talk about it because I feel like this is something especially in black families depending on how your family is I know like with my family it's very apparent and I know I can't be the only one so my last of community but there is a sense of duality here with this with this specific um point right because like i said the notes that i'm basing this podcast off of isn't um it wasn't like notes for the show it was just really notes that i was taking as i was reading the book but i wrote this in my own set of notes i said we need to be better women will shun you when you're going through it but at some point will show up for you but at the last minute and so I put page 302 for reference but in the book because like I said as we're reading the book Beloved has already died like she already killed Beloved that has already happened right and so once she started haunting the home and all that that's when um the community kind of started to shun her Denver didn't leave the house like they were the talk of the town like people were literally talking about them and so when she almost you know asked the man to pick up Denver that's when the women kind of came together and you know in the movie they were praying and singing I read I've seen the movie since I read the book so I may be referencing the movie a little bit more but they were singing and praying and stuff but it's like they were literally talking trash about her the whole story and so for me this was definitely triggered by my own experience um oh and I don't know I don't know if they'll ever hear this but <laughs> you know it is what it is it needs to be said because I know I'm not the only one who goes through this but I know like I didn't come from a family that was extra affectionate right being affectionate and showing affection was something that I had to learn to do um in my family they instead of saying I love you they may crack a joke now time and a place for everything but after a while it takes a toll on you it like at some point I want to hear that you care like I'm you you shouldn't struggle to say that you miss me you know but in my family instead of saying I miss you they may start questioning you about your life and I and before y'all start, there's nothing wrong with asking questions about someone in their life. But when the questions kind of have a negative undertone, that's when you know it's like, okay, look, you, you're trying to say something else. And they may have a genuine concern, but again, it's not what you say, it's how you choose to say it. But like I said, like, they tend to say things that they don't mean because they don't know how to correctly um, communicate their feelings I know there have been times like where I've kept things from my mom and then when I finally did get the guts to tell her she would say well whoa, why didn't you tell me but I'm just like okay all this time you know you've been saying XYZ about me and you know that made me feel a certain way so why would I come and tell you this and so that's what you know that's why that particular part of the story triggered me because it's just like okay why can't you just communicate and say what you got to say like why does you why do you saying that you love me and that you care 
translate into you making fun of my hair or talking about my weight or you know whatever and I just feel like as a community you know we got to do better like our elders I don't I don't necessarily believe that you can be too old or you know how people say you can teach old dogs and tricks I definitely do believe that you I don't never believe that a person is always set in their ways regardless of their age because the same way these old people can pick up Facebook they can learn to talk and communicate <laughs> like I'm not gonna let that go but anyway like and like I said there's duality there because those same people did show up for her but for me at the time you know based on what it is that I've experienced in life I just couldn't get past that like I'm glad that they helped her out but it's like dog like why why didn't y'all try to to reach out and touch somebody's hand earlier you know (laughs) you know like why why did it take that because if you recall the movie like beloved was on the porch like stock naked like it a lot of people avoid the book and the movie and I've, I've watched the movie I fell asleep in the middle and woke up at the end but I already read the book so it was great um, but I, I definitely it's not a movie that I would continue watching though but again those are the topics or the things that I learned the things that I picked up from reading the book Beloved so I hope you guys enjoyed that. I'm currently still, you know, obviously I love to read. Well, maybe it's not obvious, but I just told you. I love to read. I'm currently reading The Misadventures of an Awkward Back Black Girl and Asada, um, the autobiography of Asada Shakur. So maybe in future episodes we can talk about those books or even like create a book club and then we can like select a book and read and that could be, you know, episodes or whatever. Um, In the post, in the Instagram post and the Twitter post I'm going to leave a link for voicemails or voice messages so if you want to tell me the things that you also learned about when reading Beloved or if you want to talk about the books you're reading or discuss whether you would do a book club if I did one or if you would join the book club if I did one please let me know in your voicemail um, as always thank you for listening to my thoughts <laughs> thank you for listening to the podcast I hope you enjoyed it I'll see you at next week's office hours bye